Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey everybody and a happy new year as you are listening to Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler is on the other side and I am right here talking about this wonderful gift of the righteousness of God as we um, grow in his grace in the knowledge of Jesus. It's a brand new year, brand new way uh, for many people to kind of uh, refresh themselves. All these uh, New Year's resolutions that people do. I don't know. I haven't made a resolution in a long time, Cap, except to, I, I guess you could say that I've made a resolution to shed more religion this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> do you promise? Or are you going to stick with it? <laughs> I'm going to try with all my might. <laughs> uh, yeah, all your strength. All my strength. All my might. <laughs> Yeah, don't count on God to help you, though. You just count on your strength and your might. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I've made a resolution, Joel, and uh, that is if those big bags of M&Ms go over $10 at Sam's Club, (laughs) I am done with them. (laughs) Stay under $10. (laughs) That's all I'm asking. You sound like a smoker. (laughs) Back in in the day when, uh, oh, we're talking years ago, all my friends would say, when the price of cigarettes gets above $1.50, and then it was when it gets above two dollars, then when it gets above three fifty, and it just kept on increasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> As the price well, kept I, increasing, you, you would think the the money alone would motivate people to stop smoking, but I didn't want to take any chances with my kids when they were younger. So I told them that Smeagol, for those of you Lord of the Rings fans, uh, Smeagol was a smoker, and that's why he became <laughs> the way he was. No, that's <laughs> scaring people. Out of smoking, for sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> as long as it kept them from it. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yep, indeedy. So here we are. Uh, it's, a, it's a chance, I think, uh, for us to, uh, again, renew our minds. That's something that we talk about a lot on this program, the renewing of the mind. Uh, because let's just start here with, uh, with this podcast here. We want to talk about, you know, the title of our program is Growing in Grace. And we want to kind of focus in on, on what that means and maybe what it doesn't mean as well. Uh, we get that phrase from Second Peter 3.18, and I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, he actually started off that epistle, Peter did, in Second Peter 1, saying, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And I wanted to focus in on that little uh, phrase, his divine power has given to us all things. He's already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's in us. It's part of us. Christ's life is in us. We died, and the life that we now live is Christ's life in us. That is our life. And so it's not like we're trying to get more of God, but we already have all of God. We have everything that pertains to life and godliness. So growing in grace isn't a matter of trying to become something more, uh, but in a sense, it's really growing in the knowledge of what we already have and uh, living that out day by day. Yeah, boy, Peter 
really, as I like to say, he said a mouthful there. <laughs> I mean, there was some good stuff <laughs> that he just pointed there. Exceedingly great and precious promises. And, you know, one thing you've got to understand about God, uh, and I don't know what pain or hurt you have from, you know, religious circles or you know, people that you know, you know, who have... Uh, caused you some frustration in, in Christianity or something, but but God himself, don't, don't hold what other people have done against God, okay? Mm-hmm. Because when God promises something, as they say it here in the world, you can take it to the bank. I mean, he, he's not a person like you and me that he should lie. He It's impossible for him to do that. That blows our mind a little bit because we've lied a good part of our life in one way, shape, or form. When I, if I promise you that I'm not going to buy another bag of M&M's, don't take me to the bank on that. You know, I mean, I could promise you something that may or may not hold up. But when God promises us something, we know it's there to stay. Right. And it's real. It's 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 substantive. And, and so we have these promises. We have become partakers of the divine nature. This isn't something we're striving for. It's not something that we're trying to improve upon or work at in the effort to uh, refine ourselves to be worthy of of being partakers of the divine nature. As you were saying, Joel, this is who we are. This is so important to understand the identity that we have already freely, and I do say freely received by God. His righteousness has now become a part of us, apart from anything we do. As Paul wrote to Titus, I think it was, it's it's not by works of righteousness which we have done. It's by his grace that we've been saved through faith. And, and even that, grace and faith and the ability to believe is also a gift from God. That's the beauty of it all, is that it is all a gift. Let that soak in. I mean, if there is anything for us to renew our minds in and remind ourselves of continuously to get rooted in, to let uh, grow deep down inside us, is the fact that this life that we have in Christ is a gift. It's totally and completely a gift. There's nothing that we ever did to earn it, and there's nothing that we can ever do for it to be taken away from us because it's a gift. And and God, like like you were saying, Cap, about God's promises, his gifts are also irrevocable. He doesn't give conditionally. You know, he doesn't give a gift and then say, you can only have this if, but he, he gives gifts freely. And this gift of, of again, life, righteousness, being a partaker of his very nature and all that. It's a gift. And when we don't walk according to the, the, what we really have, you know, this gift of completeness that we have in him and uh, being a partaker of the divine nature, it's not as if God is saying, all right, I'm going to take it away. But what he wants us to do, as Peter talks about here, because again, later in the, in the book, uh, in the, in the epistle, Peter says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God wants us to grow in that. And if he takes it away from us, we can't do that. We can't grow in it. So it's not like he revokes it because we haven't done it right. But rather, God is a builder. You know, he, he wants to build. He wants, he wants to help us to grow. He wants to help us to know him more and more. Again, we can't have more of him, but we can grow in the knowledge and the understanding of what we already have. And so that's what God is about in our lives. When we mess up, when we fail, he comes along and rather than condemning, rather than making us feel bad about what we've done, Paul also said, it is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good pleasure. He works in and through us to help us through those times and to help us grow 
in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, rather than condemning us and casting us aside. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, what Peter said there, because our, our program obviously called Growing in Grace, and that's the passage where we came up with the title for our podcast. But as you said, Joel, grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you missed last week's program, you might want to go back and check it out, because we were talking about how it isn't just the truth that sets you free. It's the knowledge of the truth. It's it's knowing the truth and beginning to understand that. And, and this sort of ties in with that. Mm-hmm. We grow in God's grace and the knowledge that he desi- desires to impart to us by his spirit. Going back into the Greek on that word knowledge, Joel, it actually comes from a word. It's like a Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. It, it means to become acquainted with, to get to know intimately, and getting to know uh, more about this fantastic good news, this gospel and God himself in our relationship with him. But growing in grace, you, you, you mentioned that phrase to somebody, and what do you think they are going to think, Mr. Joel? Yeah, I think most of the time people are going to think, well, grow. Well, then I got to try my hardest to make sure that I grow. I got to put all my efforts forward and and make sure that I'm doing everything right so that I'm growing in, in Jesus Christ. That's how I always kind of took that term uh, before I began to understand it. Yeah, I've heard people, and I probably did the same thing uh, some years back. I've heard people say that, you know, it's, it's, it's like a muscle. You think of growing muscles, and what do you do when you're, when you're trying to grow muscles? You, you exercise, you, you work out, you, you work hard, and, and, you know, there's a lot of sweat, toil, and labor to be able to uh, burn fat and grow more muscle in your body. And so some people think that there's some sort of correlation between that, your faith, uh, growing in grace, growing in the knowledge of God, those things, that they're going to have to somehow you know, work at it. And it usually translates into living a better and, and more, uh, more moral lifestyle that w- will become more like the righteousness inside of us if we work at it hard enough. And that's not what the, the definition of growing in grace should be. Yeah, really, um, if you... If you want to take a look at what the the New Covenant, the New Testament scriptures really do have to say about this, is rather than us working harder and harder and harder, we're encouraged to rest. We're exhorted to rest and allow what God is doing in and through us to come forth. When we talk about like the fruit of the Spirit, this I think this kind of goes along with that. People have always said, well, the fruit of the Spirit Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are things that we need to work at and grow in, you know, through working them. Like you say, like like working a muscle. But that kind of takes away from the fact that it's the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> it's, it's His <laughs> fruit. It's His fruit that He works in and through us. And that happens as we rest in Him. We rest in the completeness that we have in him. One of my favorite passages is uh, Colossians 2.10, where it says, "You are com- uh, For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. We're already complete in him. There's nothing that we can do to make ourselves any more complete. <laughs> what we need to do is rest in the truth and grow in, the, and again, that knowledge an understanding of what is already true and uh, complete about us, and uh, we'll be able to walk it out. It's a totally different mindset when it comes to living out this uh, this Christ life than what's taught in mo- much of the church. Yeah, in fact, I had my Bible open to Colossians 2.10 before you rudely interrupted mm-hmm. me. Uh, Sorry but, about uh, that. No, we were both thinking <laughs> along the same lines. Um, 
just joking, but <laughs> I love the passages that follow that verse too, by the way, all through Colossians chapter two, because Paul goes on to say some powerful things like, uh, he has made us alive together with him, with Christ, having forgiven all of our sins, uh, wiping out the commandments that were against us under the Mosaic law. And he took those out of the way and nailed them to the cross. But yeah, we're complete. And that word complete, and you'll see it in some translations, it just means to be full. It means to be filled, you know, so there's no more room to contain it. I mean, when you're full, you're full. You can't fit any more in. Well, that's where we're at in Christ. And you can't really grow any more than that. But we do grow in our understanding of it. And that's kind of, I guess, the, the point we're trying to make here today when it comes to growing in grace and, and growing in the knowledge of Him. That's right. And I know that to many people, uh, this whole growing thing revolves around behavior. And I kind of have a thought that maybe next time we can talk a little bit about that. You know, is is God keeping track of some sort of progression of our behavior? Is He marking the different things that we do and is saying that's called growing? Is growing in grace about behavior and changing our behavior? We'll talk about that next time and a few other things as well as we get back into talking more about growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.